Some of you may need to look in the mirror and say it. Happy <laughs> are the people whose God is the Lord. <laughs> Tell your neighbor. Say it to your neighbor. Happy are the people whose God is the Lord. Hallelujah. Happy are the people whose God is the Lord. Did you say it? Happy are the people whose God is the Lord. Danny. Michael. Happy are the people whose God is the Lord. <laughs> Albert. Yow. Happy. Ho. Ha. Are the people whose God is the Lord. Happy are the people whose God is the Lord. So I got news for you. If you ain't happy right now, that means the circumstance in your life is greater than God. Come on now. What you say? I can't hear you. What? Everybody say, no way. Circumstances are bigger than my God. Put your foot down. Did you say a greater? Or, no. <laughs> that was wrong. 
No, 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 no. I said it right, dear. It's the way you heard it. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. You'll cut our bashangendeya. You don't have to be sorry. Hallelujah. Lord, this is fun. Hallelujah. (laughs) Happy are the people whose God is the Lord. Now, listen, that was an oldie but goodie, but it was in the Jesus movement. You can be seated if you can. There are a lot of great songs that were in the Jesus movement that came out of it and metamorphosed out of it. We're inspired by the Holy Ghost. You have to understand the signs of the time and the word of the Lord that comes through even simple songs. Say simple songs. See, God wants to give you simple songs that are going to raise your faith. God wants to give you songs in your car. He wants to give you songs in your home. He wants to give you songs in the shower. Hallelujah. So don't think it's strange. Listen, if you just feel like, just start singing. That's all you got to do. Oh, well, Holy Ghost, take me over. No. Lord, you're beautiful. You are awesome. I love the shower. It reminds me of you. I love to feel your water flowing over me. Let the current of your mercy flow through. Come on. Whoa. Come on now. Shakadaya. Well, somebody else pick it up. Come on. Yeah. I love the Lord. He loves me all the time. Go ahead, girl. Woo, yeah. Come on, girl. Keep it going. I'll stomp on you. (laughs) Happy, 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 happy are the people whose God is the Lord. Happy, 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 happy are the people whose God is the Lord. The words aren't that difficult, saints. Help me out. Happy, careful, it may happen to you. Happy, happy, happy are the people whose God is the Lord. Happy, 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 happy. Happy are the people whose God is the Lord. Where does this happy feeling come from? Jesus! Where does this happy feeling come from? This happy feeling comes from Jesus. Every day he more than pleases us. That's where this happy feeling comes from. Hallelujah. Yeah! <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, there was a, the intercessors, there was a, a team of elderly 
they were primarily just elderly saints that were prayer warriors at Ramah uh, at, at a certain season. And one of them was asked, how was it by people that were pursuing the prayer and healing school? And they were in the prayer school, and they said, how is it that you folks get such quick results and accomplishments in prayer? And they said, well, we've been in your prayer meetings, and what we've learned or what we see happening in your prayer meetings is you talk about the problems so much and then pray. We go and decree who our God is. And we exalt him and we worship him. And our God is great. And the greater you magnify God, the smaller your circumstance is and the smaller your enemy is. If you make God big, your enemy is small. Even if he's a Goliath. That's what David didn't see. He didn't see a, a larger challenge. He saw a greater target. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, circum, life, cir, I don't want to say, I can hardly say it in English. Life circumstances sometimes can be like a taunting Goliath in your life. And our lives, my life too. I have to make a choice. If I'm going to stand there and let that uncircumcised Philistine circumstance, that's not circumcised, by the way. Finances aren't aren't circumcised. They're a means of exchange. Come on now, I'm preaching better than you're shouting. You got to get this. You got to get it. Hallelujah. Say, I got to get it. Come on, tell your neighbor, I got to get this. Y'all. Say, (laughs) y'all. Hallelujah. Uh, Infirmity issues, guys. Listen. Sickness, disease, poverty, whatever that Goliath is. Sometimes it's a generational curse, and sometimes it's just ignorance and bad management. Oh, well, everything's the devil. Not everything's the devil, folks. Some of it's just ignorance. That doesn't mean you're not smart or have intelligence. It means you lack knowledge in a certain area. I know squat about being an astronaut. I'm ignorant. I know they go up and they come down. Amen. (laughs) Hopefully come down in one piece. Come on. In the realm of God's spirit, happy are the people who's got, you know, if we didn't go anywhere else today, if you can get that download, you know, it's a truthful fact, but it's not your experience. How do you get that food down into your belly? By saying it, hallelujah. Happy is the people whose God is the Lord. Ray Shannon, straighten up. You got to talk to yourself. If your thinking is stinking, that's toxic. We need to get our thinking smelling good. Happy. Happy are the people whose God is the Lord. <laughs> Why? Because you already won. <laughs> because now faith is. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Preach me on. Poke me a little bit. Hallelujah. That's what your response does. It's like project. Oh, come on. Okay. I'll give you more. Amen. 
If the people are hungry, listen, you throw slop out into a, a pig pen, it gets consumed. You know what? They just don't walk away. They're like, you got any more? They're looking for food. I hate to use that, but sheep, amen. You take them out into a pasture. Get a shepherd doesn't take them out into a place that's all barren. Takes them where there's lush, green grass. Read Psalm 23 for crying out loud. When's the last time you believed Psalm 23? The Lord is my shepherd. Hallelujah. I shall not want. Listen, man, this is, it's here. The anointing is here. Hallelujah. So I'm staying with the anointing today. The Lord is my shepherd, bless God. I shall not lack any good thing. Hallelujah. Why? Because the Lord's my shepherd. Hey, and happy are the people whose God is the Lord. Hallelujah. Do it again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Happy are the people whose God is the Lord. You guys aren't too convincing. I mean, I like your, I like your responses. Happy are the people whose God is the Lord. Well, for what reason? Nahum 1.7, for the Lord is good. He's not a man that he should lie. So shall my word be. This isn't a crapshoot. This isn't a, 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 a slattery. It's not a lottery. God's word is not a lottery system. It is the absolute truth. Hallelujah. So shall my word be, God said, that goes forth from my mouth. It will not, not, not a zero, zip, not come back to me void. God says, whatever I sent that word forth and send it forth to do, it will accomplish. It will not return to me void. Hallelujah. Why? Because they are creative words of faith. God only speaks what he believes. And I got news for you. A lot of the circumstances anyone is in in this place is because of past words you spoke. And it's time to get your past words cleaned up and thrown into the sea of forgetfulness. You know, you need to say, God, forgive me for idle words. Forgive me for curses I've released through my mouth. Forgive me for the wrong things I've said and decreed. Glory to God. I ask you to forgive me and wash me in your precious blood. I repent of idle words. I repent of curses. I repent of anything negative that comes out of my mouth. Hallelujah. 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 I let my mouth be. Oh, Sakarabate. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Proverbs verse 12, Proverbs chapter 12, rather, says this. Woo, glory. Chapter, chapter 12, verse 12. The wicked covet the catch of evil men. Oh, but the root of the righteous yields fruit. 
Glory. Holly. What, what fruit does apple tree bring forth? Apple. I can't hear you. Apple. Oh, are you sure? The wicked is ensnared by the transgression of his lips. Wrong confession. Listen, guys. Confession means to speak something out of your heart. A wrong confession. Repentance is going to God and say, God, forgive me for my sins. Not just, I'm sorry. Forgive me. I choose to repent and Holy Spirit, give me the help I need. 180, 180 turn. You can't repent without a 180 turn. That's it. It's a 180 turn, everybody. Do you know what, Carol? This 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 has been the problem with the church because we've allowed so much of the world to come in. We're living out the world in the church and in our lives anymore. And when we go to repent to God, we tell him we're sorry, please forgive me and all this. And then we find ourselves back in the world again. And repentance is a 180 turn. Hallelujah. 180 turn. In the other direction. Yeah. Go in the other direction. It's not a 90 degree turn. No, because then you're half this, in and from, half out. From this course, it is a 180, 180 degree turn. turn. Yeah, and you walk, letting the Lord then Cal, finally order your steps. As you, you are Here walking you're letting in, Satan order your steps. The past is the anchor. Yes. The past is the anchor. But you want to walk in the future, don't you? Yeah, I do. So if you repent, what happens? Go. <laughs> Glory to God. Come on, I want to tangle you. I, I got your words. Do you remember what you said? Do you remember what you said? Remember what you said Get about your husband? Get behind me, Satan. Remember, oh. Yeah, I'm moving. I'm Do you remember walking. what you said about your kids? Do you remember what you said? So, guys, You're getting so the fruit. You're eating the fruit of your words. We have the right to put a restraining order on Satan. The judge of all judges has given us the power and authority to place this judgment on him. Do I need to say that again? This was spoken through Pastor Ray in 2012. And I I shared this on Wednesday. I keep all my little notebooks with all my notes. And I just, for some reason, just, it just, just opened to this. (laughs) <laughs> and I thought, man, that wasn't just for then. That's for now. Prophecy and, could be something right then and there that God is speaking to. But it's always that prophecy you'll find is always he watches over his word to perform it in the future. And I'm telling you something. It's not just for one person. It's for several people. This is for all of us. We have the right to put a restraining order. What does a straining order do? On Sa- order? Wait a moment. On Satan, the judge of all judges has given us. Say me. 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 The judge of all judges has given me. The power and authority to place his judgment on him. Amen. Devil. So right now, in the name of Jesus, the unction's just coming up. Go what's for his it. name, the judge that they're... What's his name, Go- guys? Gorsha or whatever what's it is. What's his name? How Supreme do you say Court the Supreme judge. Court's nominee? Gorshu. Gorshu. Gorsuch. Wait, wait, one person. Neil Gorsuch. Neil Gorsuch. Okay, right now, in the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you for Neil Gorsuch. 
And Father, that he will be in the place. We restrain Put a restraining Satan order on the devil in the name of Jesus. Every evil plot against him right now, we Jesus. bring down in Jesus' mighty name. In the name of Jesus. And we say that he is in the Supreme Court Most justice sitting in that seat. In, in the name of the Lord name. Christ. Hallelujah. For such a time as this, he was born to fulfill Amen. the calling of God on Hallelujah. his life. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, Amen. if you don't know what a restraining order does, it keeps somebody from having access to a particular location or person. And if that person violates it, the police are involved and they lock that person up. We have the right to put a restraining order on the devil and his cohorts. Amen. Listen, you got to remember something. God's familiar terrible. spirits are familiar with a family tree. The Bible says that even Jesus, the Lord and Christ, the Son of God, made flesh and dwelt among us, we beheld his glory. Glory is of the only begotten of the Father, was filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized in the Spirit, and then led into the desert, led by the Holy Ghost for 40 days of prayer and fasting, and then the greatest temptations that any man or woman could ever incur. How did he defeat the devil? It is written. It is. It is written. It is true. And it's interesting, because you better understand this, in the hour we live especially. The devil used scripture to try to get him to fall. He twisted it and distorted it. He just puts a little, and listen, I heard one preacher say it this way. You can preach or listen, like for example, the Jehovah's Witnesses or the Mormons, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. If you don't know, that means equals Mormon. That equals demonic doctrine. Don't be fooled by the things that you may hear or the people. There's good people, very good moral people in some of these faiths or expressions of religion. Very good people. Love the people, hate the sin. You and I need to hate sin. Not the people, sin and its source. Amen. Familiar spirits. God said in his word several times, I will visit the iniquity of fathers to the third and fourth generation. How and why? Oh, it's genetic. There's a genetic code, but that genetic code is marked by a demonic spirit. It's called a familiar spirit that goes from one generation to the next to try to bring a particular lifestyle, sin pattern, or mindset, some kind of demonic stronghold along a family tree. And it's not until you get saved, born again, and filled with the blood of Jesus, covered with the blood, filled with the Holy Ghost, and moving in the authority of the word of God that you can say, that's far and no more. And then you can put a restraining order on that demonic spirit and say, you will not touch my seed or my seed seed. Rather than the curse coming to the third and fourth generation, you're gonna, God's going to visit the blessing of God. Amen. I prophesy the blessing of God over my, my children, my offspring, for three and four generations, bless God. Yes. Hallelujah, that means grandkids, great-grandkids, and great-great-grandkids. Now, if I have a responsibility, Carol and I, to pass that baton on to our five offspring. Now that you understand these things, you five take authority and prophesy over your seed and the two to the third and fourth generation. Then you see the blessing going from generation to generation instead and, of that. And, and, but the familiar spirit, the Bible says, I'm sorry, honey. No, the Bible ahead. says that Satan, when he was defeated, he left Jesus just for a season, saints. That's right. We need to wake up. 
we become familiar. We can be, well, you can become familiar. I'm not saying you are, but you gotta be careful. We have to walk in the Holy Ghost, walk in the Spirit. Yeah. We need to walk in the Spirit. And what's that mean? Having a great sensitivity. Listen, you heard it over and over for years in this house. The importance of praying in the spirit. Why? Because it makes you, it gets your spirit alert. It brings your soul into alignment, your will, intellect, and emotions. The will, intellect, and emotion is not supposed to rule you and control you. It's supposed to be guided by the spirit of the word inside of your spirit. You know, I want to tell you something. My kids used to say they felt like I was just a snoop. They did. You can ask them. It's like mom just knows stuff. Mom just knew stuff. I knew it because I kept my spirit sensitive and the Holy Ghost would speak to me about certain things. And my kids could walk past me and say, I, 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 come here. And you know why? He wasn't snooping on them, riding on them. He was protecting them because of the covenant that we stood in. And the blessing. The and blessing. you ask them. You, you can ask all five, but you know what? With our five, with those, with that, with the five and, and, and our grandchildren and everything, we are backing them up, supporting them with our prayers yeah. and our covenant right. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We're pushing them through. And that's what we need to do, church. Come on. It's time to wake up. Mm-mm-mm-mm. We're too lazy, too tired in the spirit. A lot are too lazy and too tired in the spirit. We don't have time. I'm too tired because of the workload. I'm too tired because I'm so stressed out. This word stress shouldn't even be in our language. Come on. There's a place of rest that the Lord gives us. (laughs) And that place he wants us to occupy. The Bible says that the rest is by praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Ghost, brings you taking into the time rest. out. We've been talking about this over and over again. But all the social media, I'm telling Jeez. you guys that have social media, which it's probably a, a lot of you do, turn it off for one week. Take one week and turn it off and see what happens to you physically and mentally. I'm serious. I am so serious. It's an addiction like almost like heroin anymore. And I'm not just blowing that out of proportion. You can't live without it. And if you do, there's impulses, impulses, impulses to Mm -hmm. go to it. People are reading their word. Impulse, pick up my phone. Impulse, go go to the internet. Impulse, always doing that. People in conversation. We used to go eye to eye and have a conversation with people. And people are just like, you're, you're in conversation. But before you know it, you're in conversation with three, four, five more people. Because people don't respect. Hey, Carol. How are you? No, I'm talking to you. We're talking. I'm talking and about I, people I, I texting this, this far apart. Do you understand? It's an addiction. It's true. People sit in the same room and they text each other. Yeah. But listen, even while you're, you're teaching the word and you see people pull out their cell phones and it's like, give me a break. In this house, when we start service, there are no cell phones. You turn them off. Like it or not. Oh, that means I have off. to carry a paper Bible. That means you bring your paper Bible in and some people oh, I know this, have had a hard legalism. time with it. In this church, I've heard it. That's legalistic. I heard it from some people and I've heard their complaints. 
But I'm going to tell you something. There's nothing like a paper Bible. Oh, ain't nothing like it. Because you know what? The tangible anointing rests in the paper Bible. It absorbs. You don't find that tangible anointing on your Internet. Except if you're watching a ministry like, like a, um, a service or something. And that anointing can come through. But I feel my Bible. I feel where the scriptures are. Come on, guys. Come on. Bring your Bibles to church. Be a student of the word. I'm going to tell you something. I'm, I'm very observant. And I'm not judging anybody. But I know the students of the word. The, the students of the words are the ones who bring their Bibles and have notebooks. They're ready to go at any time. And that's why we were trained as Jesus people. You can take her out. Yeah. Rebecca, you want a little break, honey? Go ahead. Go ahead, baby. Um, you know what? Students of the work. Students we, of the work. We were taught that. That was drilled in us. We just thought, okay, I'm a, I'm a disciple of Jesus Christ. How do you think they wrote down the word, everybody? Yeah. How do you think you got what you're right reading? Come it on. It was God breathed. Come on. God inspired by the Holy Ghost. Recalling things. That's why we bring our own husbands, wives. Don't depend on your own husband, wife. Because if you're living your life that way with Jesus. Man, I'll tell you what. You know what? You're not standing together as a couple. You're standing as an individual. And we're just saying this because you know what? God, God is pushing the sons of God to come forth because the groanings are so deep in the earth. Yeah. The Creation's groanings growing. around us. People groups around us, sin around us is groaning for the sons of God to come forth. And the sons of God have to be true students and disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm there. Oh, glory. I'm a high five with the Lord. Listen, I'm telling you. Look at this Bible. I will, I will he permit her. I can't. I, I, I have to send this away to get it rebuilt. I don't want to part with it. I don't want to part with it. And you know what? If Carol, this is my sword. I know. I was just looking at something. I know. <laughs> I'll share it with her. It's filled. Guys. I'll share it with her. The whole but thing inside—it's filled with notes, guys. <sighs> Your Bible. Oh well, that's look because like you're this. a preacher. No, I'm a Christian. Amen. I'm a it's Christian. Just filled. I'm afraid. I'm afraid to like open some of the pages. I had one where the pages were just flying out. Well, I have tape all through. They would. I, I'd open them. Think of. But there's something like Carol said. There's something about your Bible, the paper. Paper absorbs moisture, and it's like the anointing. But hon, the Bible in and of itself is not anointed. You know, it's like God made Adam. Adam was formed and shaped. Yatsard. He was made out of the ground. And I'm convinced there were four primary colors of dirt. Red, yellow, black, and white. And I'm sure in God and his wisdom took a, a part of every element to fashion Adam. Amen. He took care of the racial problem right from the get-go. Come on. But this thing was not breathing. Adam had no breath until God picked it up and <sighs> breathed into the nostrils, the breath of life. Put his spirit in there. Until the Holy Ghost breathes on the word of God, you have knowledge without light. You have a dimmer switch at the lowest lumens at best. God wants you and I to have a bright room of revelation.
I don't know who has the children. Glory they to can God. go back. The kids can go back. I don't know if you want to miss it. Glory Unless if you want to stay in. Hallelujah. I know the kids want to go back. And I don't know if we need everybody back there because there's not a whole lot of kids if some of the adults want to stay in, Elena. Okay. I mean, it looks, yeah. We got like more adults and kids back there, so. Well, we, as we got all into this, let me, th- let me, there's a couple of verses here in Proverbs 12. I want you guys to stay with hey, me here. Yeah, go ahead. Stay with me here in Proverbs 12. Verse 13. The wicked is ensnared by the transgression of his lips. Can you put that up there? Is there somebody that can get on the overhead and put that verse up there, please, Bill? Oh, wait, wait, wait. We, oh, we had something we just wanted to flash up, but we can flash it up later, yeah. Tim. Uh, right here. Yeah. Guys, keep these meetings in prayer. Oh, hallelujah. They're going to be totally awesome. <laughs> I know you have the lights on. School of the Spirit of the Holy Ghost. I... Um, Holy Ghost forums. Yeah. This well, let, we do do that, Lord. We stand in awe of you. And as we make our way to Proverbs chapter 12, verse 13. This is the message. Ah, man, I, I had a great, I still have a good message on changing your world. That'll come out somewhere. If nothing else, it's helping me. Is this any good for you? Yes. Let's read it together in unison. The wicked is ensnared by the transgression of his, everybody. Say it out loud. But the righteous will come through trouble. Now, what is the inference here? If the wicked is ensnared by the transgression of his lips, but the righteous will come through trouble by his lips. Are you righteous today? Yes. Well, can I say something? Yeah. Thank you, Father. The word of God is being spoken today and being, and being, how can I say this? I I just heard this word spearheaded by the Holy Ghost. Oh, absolutely. He took over to the service. Spearheaded by the Holy Ghost. But some will. The word that's being spoken are going to receive it in a critical way. I'm just telling you, I don't know, I don't, I don't know where this is going, what it's, who it, what, or anything. But the Lord just spoke to me and said, stop judging. Stop judging and being critical. Whoever, whoever, whoever could be a to. bunch of us, whoever it applies to. Stop judging and being critical <sighs> as the word is being ministered yeah because that's why you haven't been growing up because you've been coming into church week after week month after month and you have been judgmental and Mm -mm -mm. very critical i'm going to tell you something god wants to clean up our houses with a critical from a critical tongue cutting sharp disgraceful before god and god wants us listen we started out with the joy, joy, joy. Listen, God is saying this because he's, mm. he has Jesus. to speak. Church, this is not a seeker-friendly church here. <laughs> seeker-friendly where we talk real cute, cute little nice things to keep all of you in patches while you keep going out and not changing. You, you know what I'm talking about. 
Yeah. So anyway, if you have a critical tongue and you're always speaking negative, stop. That already came out, man. That was addressed. Yeah, God addressed that in the preaching. Yes, he did. But it was just that's all right. It can be reiterated. All right. It's being reiterated then for a reason because that just dropped down in me. So So let's let's not go forward. Let's please uh, I love the meat of God's word. And today's supposed is our communion service. Yeah. It's to judge ourselves. We have that. It is time to judge ourselves to take communion properly. So people and not judging themselves correctly as they take communion. Yes. People who do not, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Paul said regarding communion that before you take communion, to let every man examine himself. Listen, if you've had a critical tongue, critical, listen. I want to say it this way. You can have a critical tongue and not say anything out loud. If your criticism is of the heart, that's toxic. Dark man, I got man. We went from the joy. I still got the happy are the people whose God is the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm happy. You know, I love I love growing up. I I'm, I, I love the I, word to grow me up. I'm happy. You know why I'm happy? Why? You, do you, you all want to know why I'm happy? All scriptures inspired by God and profitable for teaching, reproof, correction, and training in righteousness. That the man and woman of God might be adequately equipped for every good work. Some people just want to burp. They want their diaper changed and they want to leave clean. God wants us to become adults. We are mature ones who know how to handle the word and flow in the Holy Ghost. And begin to rule and reign in life according to Romans 5.17. To learn to rule and reign, govern from your position of influence as a son or daughter of God over every situation and circumstance. And it takes faith. It takes the word and it takes the spirit of God. But look at, before you do that, honey. Next verse, go to verse 14 a minute. Now look at this. In context with verse 13. A wicked person is ensnared by the transgression of his lips. But the, amen. But the righteous shall eat the fruit of his mouth. Look at the wicked's ensnared. But the righteous will come through trouble. How? By his lips. Next verse. A man will be satisfied with good. Let's read it out loud. Everybody, please look at it and say it out loud. And I want to say something. If you're a member of this church, obey me. I love you. Obey me. If I'm your leader, obey what I get, the instruction I give you. Please. Let's read it together. A man will be satisfied with good by the fruit of his mouth, and the recompense of a man's hands will be rendered to him. Wow. Happy, 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 happy. Happy as Ray Shannon, whose God is the Lord. Happy, 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 happy as Ray Shannon. You're on your own. Whose God is the Lord. (laughs) Can I read 
Now, can you sing that for yourself? Let me read this. Can I read this? But you know know what happened when I did that? I started feeling happy. The joy of the Lord just began to bubble up. Uh, It does. Even with what the Holy Ghost is doing. Go ahead, read that. The Word of God is, is so powerful that while we're reading it in our own study time, how about it, Mike? You know. How about it? Did you did you ever get into a like a, a ditch? You know, I always call it, some people get into a rut, but in a ditch. You start reading the word and it's not really doing anything with you. You know? <clears throat> when that happens, man, shake it off. Mm-mm-mm. Ask the Lord to start opening your eyes and start teaching you, Lord, what is it in this scripture? A lot of times that's happening because we're so well trained. Yeah. To not be focused because of everything that is coming at us all the time. So we're so well trained to be focused on so many other things. Yeah, that's true. And we could be focused on one thing, and then all of a sudden something comes, and we have to get focused on that thing, and the next thing you know, i got to get focused on this thing, and the next thing I know, oh, social media, oh, i got to do this, oh, i got to do oh, i got to get in touch with this person over here, oh, i got to do, do you understand? So we, we are so programmed anymore our mental faculty is so programmed not to be focused on what we should be amen somebody give me a shout amen 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 okay stir yourselves up all right let me read this to you because when i was ever in worship the lord just dropped this down and i thought well let's let's see if if, if it'll it play fits out and how if it, it fits. fits yeah and um and it's fitting now, I'm going to read something. I'm going to read 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 in the Amplified Ridge, if you can throw that up there, starting with verse 1, all right? Now, I want us, when we read this, okay, Paul was writing this inspired by the Holy Ghost. But it wasn't for, there was things in there for that time. Amen. But there were things in there for our day that we're living in. Say, for me. For me. For me. And I'm going to ask everybody in the back if you guys can move up. Praise okay, God. Because I feel, I feel disconnected. But yeah, guys, can you come up here to Ridge and Tim? That would really help us. Do you us. mind? Vicki, well, if know, you guys Tim could can. come up. Yeah, come up, 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 up. There's places. And you need Ridge on the Only because com- I'm only teasing. <laughs> Sometimes I just want to go back there so they don't feel. They, they are so faithful back there. And I've always prayed that the anointing of God, as strong as it is up here on the platform, is back there. But don't wipe them out, Lord. Well, if you want to wipe them out, you can. Okay. But as to, now listen, let's, let's go through this, guys. Okay. But as to the suitable times and the precise seasons and dates, brethren, you have no, you have no necessity for anything being written to you. Because it's all here. It's all right here, okay? For you yourselves know perfectly well that the day of the return of the Lord, listen to this, will come as unexpectedly and suddenly as a thief in the night. Do you know who that is coming to? The ones who aren't prepared. No. Us. We're prepared. He shouldn't come as a thief. The Lord? Absolutely. So that scripture, this scripture here is going to come suddenly to people. 
who aren't ready for the Lord. And I tell you, the church. And this is to the church. It's not to to the the church. So they, they might not even go up. This is talking about the rapture right here, right there. When people are saying all is well and secure and there is peace and safety, then in a moment, an unforeseen destruction, ruin, death will come upon them as suddenly as labor pains come upon a woman with child. And they shall by no means escape, for there will be no escape because they will be the ones left behind to go through the tribulation. Amen. But you are not in given up to the power of darkness, brethren, for that day to overtake you by surprise like a thief. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Church, that's why, listen, we are endeavoring and trying to help and push through. We feel like we're in labor, pushing you guys through in the spirit to come into the place just for us too. We're not alone in this. To come into this place of maturing in Christ, to live as Christ lived here on the earth and not be so preoccupied by everything else because it's going to steal from you and you won't recognize the time. Amen? I'm telling you, this word penetrates my spirit over and over and over again every day now. He's coming. He's coming. I see the nations. I see behind the veil, the veil that's trying to be put in front of us. God put, whether you like it or not, Donald Trump, a righteous man in government. And you can say everything you want about his past, but before you do, look at your own past. And don't, and don't be in, the be in bed with the accuser of the brethren. 2015, before I went to 2016, God started speaking to me. And then on 2016, when I woke up to come to church here on Sunday morning, I saw a bubble over America. And I told you this, and I'll repeat it over and over and over again. When in my spirit, all that resounded was Judgment. Judgment coming to America. Judgment because of the government, because of the, the, the unrighteous um, the dealings communistic, of... communistic, antichrist, Christ atheistic... Coming into this country. Influence. ISIS doesn't fear me. That was another smokescreen. What do you mean it doesn't fear you? Doesn't fear me. Oh, fear. Fear me. Okay. Does not fear me. I'm ready to be martyred if that ever happened. ISIS never feared me. You know what concerned me? Was how deluded the church had become. And I say that in all love because I love the church and inside of me. I pray and pray and pray for the church universally throughout the world. Amen. And this started happening with me some years ago. And it's like I see the future, nations, and so on. But when I woke up and God showed me that bubble, I went, oh, my gosh. What is this? Great Grace America. And this is before Donald Trump was even elected. Elected. This is 2015 going into 2016. He was inaugurated in 2017. 
And the Lord said this to me. He said, I am given America. This bubble is a bubble of grace. And I'm giving America one more chance. He said, but it's for a very short time. And the window will be closed. It's closing church to other nations. You've heard me say this. But listen, we are a people, a nation Amen. of God. Praise God. Our government that rules me is God's kingdom. His rule is in here. Yes. And in here you can see the expanse of his knowledge and wisdom that he has for us. For all ages. For all ages. So let's, let's go on. What, what verse Verse 5. Verse 5. For you are all sons of light and sons of the day. Hallelujah. Isn't that awesome? We do not belong either to the night or to darkness. Accordingly, then, let us not sleep. Too many people are sleeping. Too many people are sleeping. And even the church is sleeping. And we're saying this. Oh, sleeper, wake up. Rise up to the occasion. Mm. Stand at attention on the inside of you. Yeah. Shake off that which is so easily beset you that has anchored you. Amen. Cut it loose. Stand up because he's coming. Amen. And then it goes on. He says here, according, okay, accordingly then, let us not sleep as the rest do. This is talking to the church. Yeah, it is. But let us keep wide awake, alert, watchful, cautious, and on our guard. And let us be sober, calm, collected, and circumspect. Let me tell you something. There are some things in transition, and the Lord said this is going to be a transitional year to us. Yeah. And we're seeing it all over. There are things that you are going to be wrestling with to cut off in your life because God is trying to make the change in your life and push you in to the transitional level, the transitional place of glory that he is putting and placing and pushing you into. Hallelujah. And so when those things start happening, please let it go. It'll be much easier for you to just let it go. If you're going to hold on to it and let it pull you down and feeling everything that's attached to it and what you're going to be missing and everything else, cut it off. You don't need it, especially if it's keeping you from the glory of God. Come on. Especially if it's keeping you from that place of transition into the glory place. Yeah. Okay. From glory to glory to glory. All right. So this is so important, church. I pray that the Holy Spirit breathes this into you, that you see it, and there's an alertness on the inside of you like it is with us. We carry this. And you know what? We're birthing it. We're aching it. We're just, it's like, that's what it feels like on the inside. But you know what? It's a good aching. Yeah, it is. It's a good. Because you know what I want to see? I want to see thousands and thousands and thousands and millions of people come into the kingdom of God before he comes to rapture us. Yes. Amen. How Amen. about you? Yeah. And I don't want to see anybody left behind. Nobody that no. we know. I don't want to see him left behind. I just talked to, we just talked to my, my, our niece last night, Megan, that girl's so on fire. What do you hear this guys? Raymond, wait, what do you hear this? And Carrie, that girl's so on fire right now. She's, she sent us a letter. Madagascar. She's going, we talked to her. She wanted to know what it was like and all that. 
you know, over there. I said, can't tell you, didn't go there. But I said, I'm sure it's not like the places we were because I think that's kind of like more tourist area, Madagascar. But I said, but the people there have a need, a strong need for yeah. the gospel. Amen. So go in the power and might of Jesus Christ. But we were talking. Are you ready for this? We were talking to her. Now, my brother Keith would be her uncle. My sister, Alma, who is 13 months older than me, she, Megan, didn't know that Keithy drowned. What? She didn't know she didn't. Well, she heard he drowned, but she didn't know that he died. You guys all know. She didn't know that Keithy drowned. She never heard the story. And I'm like, dear Jesus. Do you see how dull people are? My brother, I've walked, there's guys that walked into Raymond's office, and I got talking to them. They said, yeah, we know your brothers. And I went, oh, <laughs> what do you know about my brothers? <laughs> and they said, we know your brother Keith. We love him. I said, you do? They said, yeah. And I said, they said Keith, Keith told us about how he died. I said, he did? And they said, yeah. And I said, did he tell you about Jesus? He said, oh, yeah. He told us everything. And I thought, and I'm telling Megan this last night, and I go, oh, my gosh, a miracle in our family. My brother's death certificate was written out. The doctors worked on him 45 minutes, took the ambulance about 20 minutes to come. Raymond and Eric snuck up with my brothers or whoever and stood up on the bureau drawer where they weren't supposed to be, but thank God they were there at the right time and came running downstairs and told us that Keithy was in the pool floating. Eric said, ragdoll. Raymond said, Keithy's floating in the, in the pool, Mom mommy and I stood up and I couldn't move I was paralyzed I couldn't talk I was begging for words to come out of me and all I did and I was pregnant with Carrie about seven and a half months pregnant with her and all I did I took off ran to the pool through the gate and I yelled, oh, my God, and jumped in. And my husband heard me, knew, ran after me. I wasn't born again. He was. And he ran in because he knew I couldn't swim to save myself. And inside, listen, we are powerless within ourselves. Without Hear God. me, everybody. Yeah, without the Lord. We better get our focus on Jesus to know where the power lies. Mm -hmm. Because I prayed and screamed a stupid prayer, and I'm praying. I never saw my baby. We didn't have ultrasounds or anything. And I said, Jesus, please give. No, I said, oh, God, I'm, I, I'm underwater. About 10 foot feet under. I don't know where I was. <clears throat> but it was like 10 to 12 feet that, that the end. The pool. Of the pool. And I'm down underwater, and I'm looking up at my brother with his mouth open and his eyes rolled back in his head. And I had that image for weeks and weeks afterwards every time I closed my eyes and I couldn't sleep. 
And I am screaming inside, Lord, please give him back his life. Not Lord, I said God. God, please give him back his life. You know, Jesus is only Lord when you know him as Lord. God, please give him back his life. Please, you can take my baby's life. And please, it was like this desperation for exchange of life. But I didn't understand it until after I got born again that that exchange was Nothing already personal, made. Okay. It, was not, it was already made. The exchange was made. And you know what? <clears throat> he was deader than dead. But here's my family, quiet about it because they don't re- recognize miracles. And Megan just was blown away. Let me tell you something, church. This is where I see a lot of the churches at today. A lot of the church has seen miracles. We've seen healings. We've seen deliverances. We've seen the power of God. We've enjoyed outpourings. We've been in different revivals. And you know what? The church is quiet. We don't tell anybody about what's going on as if it's happening right now. Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm. I tell people about my brother Keith. You know why? Because they need a miracle. And I can tell them God is a God of miracles. You need a miracle. And I'm going to pray with you. That miracle is still alive today as it was back then. Yep. Do you hear what I'm saying? Yeah. The word of God should be treated so fragilely with joy and expectancy. And not shut it down with our doubt and unbelief and, and all the social media that's shutting everything down. He's saying right here to us. What verse are verse we? Seven. Verse 7. For those who sleep, sleep at night. And those who are drunk, get drunk at night. But we belong to the day. Therefore, let us be sober and put on the breastplate of faith and love and for a helmet of the hope of salvation. For God has not appointed us to incur his, incur, I'm sorry, incur his wrath. He did not select us to condemn us, but that we might obtain a salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, who died for us. Excuse me, that whether we are still alive or are dead at Christ appearing, we might live together with him and share his life. Thank you, Albert. Amen. Amen. Therefore, listen to this, everybody. Don't spill them. That's why. Don't get upset with us if God moves this way. No. Don't get upset with your brother or sister if they're talking and trying to encourage you or whatever. We should stir one another up. To love and good works. To love and good works. Yeah. And it says says here, now we beseech. Oh, no, no. What verse? Ten. 10, 11, 11, therefore encourage, admonish, exhort one another and edify, strengthen and build up one another Mm -mm -mm. just as you are doing. Now also we beseech you. Now the Thessalonians church was one of the first or was the letter that he wrote before he, he was there about five weeks with this church. He was with Ephesus a few years. He was with Thessalonians at Thessalonica for five weeks and planted this church. This is the first letter that Paul wrote. Are you hearing me? Paul had an encounter with God. Yeah. Glory to God. Then he writes the church at Thessalonica. 
writes out of the experience, writes out of a heartbeat. We're talking about a city, a place, I don't know the demographics, I don't know how many people, but there are more here in New Jersey than there was in Thessalonica. Oh, yeah. And he is writing out of a heartbeat for the church and for the people. And I don't know how big the church was back then. Because he was an apostle, one that was sent to preach the gospel. One that would suffer at the hands of even martyrdom and persecution. And this is flowing out of Paul, the apostle. And he goes on and he says... Now also we beseech you, brethren, get to know those who labor among you. Recognize them for what they are. Acknowledge and appreciate and respect them all, your leaders who are over you in the Lord, and those who warn and kindly reprove and exhort you. I see, and I'm not saying this because, like, Directing, But if you have to make adjustments inside of your own heart, then make the adjustments. I did. I had to. Absolutely. But I see such a disrespect for the ministry in the church throughout the world. And I say that because I know we've traveled. But I see, well, you know, I'll do what I want. Who are they to tell me? I don't like the way they're doing it. I don't like the way they're saying it. I don't like the way they flow in the Holy Ghost. That's not up to you. I didn't like a lot of things that my parents did. (laughs) I didn't like the way my mom spoke to me. I didn't like the way my dad sometimes ignored me. I didn't like it when I wanted to be fussed over and they were fussing over somebody else. I didn't like any of that. But you know what? They were still my parents. So suck it up, Carol, and make the adjustment. And respect and honor. Mm -hmm. And that's what we learned. That was not negotiable. No. And you see a lot of the opinions that being opinionated has come into the church that we're allowed to have all our different opinions. Really? Oh, it's just the flesh. It's just falling and squalling. So immaturity. Make it easy. In Hebrews it says make it easy for them. And submit to the authority. It's in the church. In the leadership. Whoever is in leadership. Yeah. Make it easy for them. It says, and hold them in very high and most affectionate esteem, in intelligent and sympathetic appreciation of their work. Be at peace among yourselves. Don't squabble. Don't let the spirit of the world that's going on about the government, the Democratic Republicans, the the independents, whoever they are, don't let that come into your own thinking. Russia's influence. All this stuff. Oh, my gosh. And we earnestly beseech you, brethren, admonish. Listen, this is what he's saying. We're in this season. We're in the suitable time, everybody. We're in the precise day. And we, oh, and we earnestly beseech you, brethren, admonish, warn, and seriously advise those who are out of line, the loafers, the disorderly, and the unruly. Encourage the timid and faint-hearted. 
help and give your support to the weak souls and be very patient with everybody, always keeping your temper. See that none of you repays another with evil for evil, but always aim to show kindness and seek to do good to one another and to everybody. Everybody. Mm-mm-mm. Me and Sarah, she's not here. Taking a little side journey here. We went on a little trip last night. And we went to Friendly's first to get our milkshake. Fat-free. I got a fat-free one. She didn't. <laughs> we were concerned about you backsliding. <laughs> I know. I did. I have. So anyway, um, and we were talking about giving and receiving. And I was talking to um, Sarah about things that some people are just such givers. Very natural. They're givers. And they love to give because that's, that's their mode of gift. They're yeah. giving. Hospitality. Hospitality, giving. Giving. Giving yeah. is their is the mode of gift, not hospitality, giving. And I, and I told her, but that giver has to learn to receive too. Yeah. And a lot of times when people are givers, do you know what? It means everybody, a lot of people around them are takers and receivers. And they don't recognize that they need to be blessed too. People need to be blessed that are giving. Yeah. Because they think, oh, they got it. They're well off. They're this, they're that. No, not that. No, it's not the case. And it's not the money. And it's not. It's not the financial status or category. No. It's love. It's love. They see a need. They want to give. They want to help them out. And yet they got bills to pay and everything else. Nobody's taking that into consideration. And then if this is your motive gift, then come on, step up in your motive gift. But use it wisely, your motive gift. Yeah. And then other people will receive. It's easy for them to receive, but they're not really good at giving. And I was talking, and and me and um, Sarah were talking about this. And I said, you know, Sarah, when people are giving to you, saying thank you and showing appreciation is so important. But I said, you know what's also important? Asking the Lord to show you where you can give back because you've received to someone. See, the kingdom of God is reciprocal. Yeah. It just, it's, I call it recycling. We recycle in the kingdom. <laughs> and I've seen this, that if you want to break the spirit of poverty off of you, then start giving. Oh, yeah. Amen. But I want to tell faith, you this. Yeah. In faith. Yeah. If you Probably. see in, the, in our own house here, people who are giving all the time, and you need to get out of that poverty thing, then... Find something to give to the people that are giving. That's good. And you givers got to receive. Do you hear what I'm saying? Amen. This is how the increase of wealth starts coming into your own life by doing that. That's good. And it could be giving in so many different things. So listen. And we honestly beseech you, brethren. Okay, we did that. See that none of you repays another with evil for evil, but always aim to show kindness and seek to do good one for another and to everybody. Be happy. Hallelujah. 
Be happy in your faith. And rejoice and be glad-hearted continually always in everything, in everything. Be unceasing in prayer, praying perseveringly. Thank God in everything, no matter what the circumstances may be, no matter who's barking at you, Raymond, from the city or whatever else is barking, raise your hands and just start thanking God and be happy. Because when we give things over to God, I'm just saying that, Raymond, but I'm saying that purposely. When we give things over to God, listen, there's some heavy things coming and hitting people. Can I say something about our, our guys that own businesses in the church here? People think because they own a business, they're very wealthy. That is not true. Not true. And we know business owners. We know we have to run this church like a business. But we know the pressures and the stuff that comes out. We watch, and I know this for a fact. I know for for a fact. I know for a fact for a few people that I know that owns, owns businesses. They make sure all their people are paid, and they walk away week after week after week after week after week without a paycheck. But you know what they're doing? You know what their calling is? And I so appreciate appreciate it. They put bread and butter on the table of all those men and women that are and working families. and families. No, see people making sure they're taking people care check of. out sometimes. It's almost like an entitlement thing. Yeah. I work and there's a never ending supply on the other end. No. No concept. So that's what I'm saying, church. We can't be opinionated and observe things by our eyes. Hear what God's saying, because the ones that you think are wealthy, you you hear what I'm saying? Some of you are going to sleep on me. Don't go to sleep on me. When you do that, I come down here. (laughs) Go get them, honey. When you think think that person is wealthy and everything else, you don't know. It just might be their motive gift that they're giving. Yeah. They're giving out of because of their motive They can give out of their lack. Yeah. I'm a giver. I like to give. These guys are givers. You guys all know they're givers. There's a lot of people. There's other people in here that are givers. That's their motive. But don't take advantage of the givers. You got that right. Don't take advantage of them. I got to say that. Okay? And then people have to receive. Brother Oral Roberts taught about this. Oh, yes. He said, listen, a lot of people that... Can re- a lot of people can receive, but there are people who can't receive a blessing from God. They have a hard time receiving the blessing of God. Yeah. Get over it. Receive it and rejoice. And thank God and thank the, where the source, you know, the people or the person involved in blessing. Thank him and thank God that he saw your need. <laughs> and he moved. He's Hallelujah. recycling. He's Wait recycling. You know, it's, then, not, it's not just God said, seeing our need. As God's seeing our overflow. God not only attends to our needs, he wants overflow to he come does. into us. Yes, he does. For what reason and purpose? So that you can be a greater blessing. Isn't it a great blessing when you have such an overflow that you can turn around when you're paying your, your, for your receipt for the meal that you just got and pay for the one behind you? And then tell them that Jesus Christ loves you? <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. And I have to tell you this, I'm going to take advantage of this. Because the debt is paid. Your debt for this meal is paid, and Jesus paid the debt for you. 
I mean, there's such oh, creative yeah, ways. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I'm saying? Well, that's Luke 16, using the power of unrighteous mammon to win souls. How many people, Dunkin' Donuts, and you hear the story, the person paid, it happened to, uh, it happened to you guys? Yeah. Anybody have that happened to? Well, it's it, happened to me. They did it at a Chick-fil-A. A guy gave him $100 and said, cover the next people coming up until it's gone. Take her, it's okay. Take her out, Grace. Yeah, great. Rebecca, does she want to go out? Well, go ahead. If it's too long. Hallelujah. Praise God. But listen to Amen. me, guys. Listen. Be, when you're a giver, learn to receive. When you're a receiver, learn to give. That's good. And that was mine and, and Hoochie Jigger's Sarah's little story. Okay. Abstain from evil. I'm just skipping over to 22. Abstain from evil. Shrink from it and keep aloof from it in whatever form and or whatever kind it may be. And may the God of peace sanctify you through and through. You know what sanctify is? Separate you from profane things. Make you pure and holy, consecrated to God. That's what, that's what sanctify is. Amen. And may your spirit and soul and body be preserved, sound and complete, and found blameless Hallelujah. at the coming I'm of our Lord that. Jesus Christ the Messiah. Isn't that awesome? Hallelujah. Isn't that awesome? That is a good so word. So be careful of your social media, everybody. The social media is just absolutely, try it. Try it. Stay off of it for one week. Unless you have to get in touch with your kids, okay? That's it. But stay off of it. Amen? Amen. Amen. Praise God. And then we'll see the reports we get next week. <laughs> It'll be wonderful. <laughs> Praise God. We can have communion now. Let's have communion, shall we? So we get ready to close. Rebecca, do you want to take communion, honey? You want to help us out with it? Okay. Yes. We want to go with Albert and help out, babe? That a girl. Hallelujah. God is such a good God. Hallelujah. Isn't he? Yes. Testimonies are going to be coming in of you guys just... I can't, I can't, I can't wait to see your, the... the what God is doing, praying. We were telling Megan about Carrie when she was in Guatemala or Venezuela. I don't know where you were, Carrie, again. But the woman with the crooked leg that you guys all heard. And they prayed for others that got healed and all. Stories that Luke and Megan talk about. The miracles and Praise all. God. Ongoing, ongoing things. I was telling Megan, I said, Megan, you're going to come back with the, the, the testimonies of the power. The testimonies of the power of God. You're going to come back with testimonies. Yeah. I said, let the power of God be released in you and through you um, to those people. But you know what? Here in this, in this congregation, we should be having wonderful testimonies. This is a testimony, what you're just sharing about, not only that. The, the testimony of Megan. We just saw the proverb, Proverbs 12. They used to kind of laugh at, at us. Oh, yeah. They mocked like, us. Yeah. Proverbs 12:14 A man shall eat good by the fruit of his mouth. So when the Lord said pray Psalm 91 and Psalm 23 every day over your family in this congregation. I, this is no boasting. I'm boasting in the reality of God being faithful. And you start praying for your family upline, downline and across the lines. I see the cross when I begin to pray for my family. Anybody that's still living above me, 
all those down, my offspring, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, great-great-grandchildren, and those side beams are for my siblings, my siblings and Carol's siblings. The three Shannons, 15 bombs. Them, their spouses, and their seed to the third and fourth generation. So now we're seeing our nieces and nephews getting born again. I'm seeing God, we're seeing God's faithfulness. But there has to be somebody that'll pray it. Amen. Amen. And I want to tell you right now, you're that somebody. Please stand. Glory to God. As we get ready to take communion. Let's just examine ourselves for a moment. You know, I'm, I'm listening and hearing what God said through this whole time. If there's any kind of criticism in your life and you need to repent of it, please ask God to forgive you before you take of the cup. Father, we just approach the throne of grace to receive help and hallelujah. Receive mercy and time of help. Lord, that without you, we can do nothing, but because of you, we can do all things. We surrender all to you today. And as your word said, to separate, you separated us unto yourself. You consecrate us. And Lord, we take our responsibility very seriously today to dedicate our spirit, soul, mind, and body to you in entirety. Please forgive us of idle words. Please forgive us of critical attitudes towards others, towards the people that love us, people we love, towards your leadership. And Lord, position us in that righteousness of Jesus who didn't come to be served but came to serve. As we take of your table today, Lord Jesus, thank you that the bread symbolizes your body that was broken for us. And as we take it, that by faith, the reality of receiving and walking in your health and your wellness, that the chastisement of our peace was laid upon you, Jesus, as we take of the bread in the cup today. We have forgiveness and wholeness in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So please come on up and take your elements and have communion with your family. If you're by yourself, join somebody, please.